Theme music. Where is the theme music? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, ah, ah. Yo, yo, yo. You listen to another whoop? Not yet, not yet. Not yet, not yet. Let it breathe. Mic check, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. Where are we in the world right now? I ain't ready to tell you yet. It's probably the lamest intro I've done so far. Welcome to another episode of Where in the World podcast. I'm your host, Nats, Nathan, Blazin. And where in the world are we right now? East London. It's cloudy. It's a Thursday. And um, I'm feeling really good. I've got a day off here to talk to you guys. Had a funny observation. This theme music kind of sounds like a news broadcast. Like, I feel like a news reporter, like a news anchor. So um, I thought that was kind of funny, but... Um, I don't know, I should probably change the music. Uh, speaking of Anchor, um, if you don't know already, this podcast is being distributed on anchor.fm forward slash where in the world. Um, if you notice on my desktop feed, you can pretty much view all the streaming platforms on Spotify. And there's a few new contenders that have come up. I'm still trying to get this on Apple Podcasts. So Apple listeners, um, hold tight. I'm working on it, but right now it's available on Breaker, Google Podcasts, and Pocket Casts. Never heard of the other, well, the two. Google, I guess, it's about time that they set one up. If you prefer this, um, if you're watching right now, you obviously found me through YouTube, but if you don't know and you're just listening on Spotify, um, I do put the video, uh, the podcast up in video format, and that's on my YouTube channel, which is forward slash Nats Blazin. It's a, well, we're in the world is obviously an extension of my um, full brand, and Nats Blazin, me as an artist, as a, a rapper, I guess, you'll find there are a bunch of good stuff, my vlogs, and the podcasts now as well. So, yeah, look at that. Only two episodes so far on this, so we're very in advance. Um, I have a guest today. It's not a physical guest in the room. I'm going to call in to a good friend by the name of Mark Monfort. Here's his LinkedIn. He's a data analytics junkie. And um, he's, a, he's a friend that I've met here in London when I first came. And he's left since. So he's back in Sydney and we're going to call him on Facebook. So I'm going to let him do all the intros about himself and what he's about. And we'll lead straight into the topic and go from there. Let's see if this works. Mark. Hey, man. How's it going, mate? How are you? Yeah, good, buddy. How are you? Good. Very good. Thank, um, thanks for tuning in and welcome to We're in the World podcast. What's happening? That's okay. Happy, happy to be here. That's good. Looking fresh. You said you just came from the gym? Yeah, yeah. I just finished up. It's like 7, just after 7.30 here. So finish work, gym, run, come back home and eat. Dope, man. Yeah. Do you give the guys an idea? Because obviously this podcast is sort of travel-based and sort of... I just, we're in the world based. Um, I, I obviously interview people that have done the expat journey, ecstatic about travel, and also that have done the, done the experience. And you, my friend, yeah. a big tick. I'm looking at like future me yeah. possibly, because where in the world are you now? You're, you're obviously in Sydney, but to give the guys yeah. an idea, whereabouts are you tuning in um, from? In, yeah, moved, moved back to Sydney, was with uh, mum and dad for a little bit. Sick. Good Filipino boy. Yeah, Come yeah. Come home to Sydney after being away for, for a couple of years. And um, yeah, I'm in, uh, I'm near the city now, Neutral Bay. So yeah. That's sick. Spot. That's cool, man. Look, I want to, I want to backtrack. Obviously we've caught up a little bit mm -hmm. here and there, but the audience won't really know who you are, especially my audience. Um, this being such a new thing for me as well. Um, yeah. We met a year ago half yeah. year and a half ago this was yeah. um i came to london february 2018 and i met you mm -hmm. soon after you you were like the early days 
one of the first people I met in the early days um, when I started. Yeah. So it was um, an exciting time for me, but obviously this was a time for you winding down because um, you're about to leave and we'll get to that soon. But when did yeah, you, sure. when did you arrive to London? January. Well, I had two arrivals really, because I, I, I had a job um, waiting for me there and I got to visit my team in October yeah. of 2016. Then I left. So I was just there for two weeks okay. and I left and when I came back. It was January 2017. That's when I officially really started. So smack bang, middle of winter. Same. That's crazy. You got the snow away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a little bit of snow that first year and then it was more in 2018, <laughs> but that was fun. Wait, can I pause? Like, quick edit. Yeah, does this quick. feel unnatural? <laughs> it does. It does, yeah. eh? I'm repeating the same things and I'm like, we're just going to take it as it is and going to be natural. I'm going to tell everyone right now, we've done the podcast already. <laughs> hey, this is fine. This, this is the yeah. freaking second take. What you saw just then was a Shakespeare play. If if that was convincing yeah. to you guys, if we look like we're like we're professional actors, because I'm like trying to, I realize I'm trying to redo what we did yesterday, and um, I'm like sort of like trying not to laugh because I'm looking at you and I'm asking you questions I asked yesterday, yeah. and you're like, yeah, I had man, a I, mean... <laughs> I had a different outfit on yesterday. Yeah. You know, so. <laughs> you look a bit more fresh because yesterday you were just wearing a hoodie. <laughs> And now you're like, you're like, you know what? I know what to do this time around because yeah. two times a charm. But look, yeah. we're going to go straight into it because okay. Um, okay, we'll do a quick recap. What we talked about yesterday was obviously I met Mark over here just when he was leaving London. He, yeah. You moved here due to a sponsorship through work, um, yeah. which was cut short. Um, I'll get you to briefly talk on that again because we're doing this again <laughs> for you guys. And then obviously he's back in Sydney and I'm, I want to share that experience for people that have, you know, curious about move, making the move. Because a part of this um, podcast is obviously giving that perspective um, to someone that's curious and trying to find out what ways to, to make it into to London or to somewhere else. And to show you it's, it's doable. People either have this perception that it's, it's incredibly hard or they might think it's really, really hard and not realize, and it might be very hard. Or when they do it, they realize it's not actually cracked up to what it's supposed to be. Like, it's actually quite easy and the, the steps to take is quite doable. So if we could just go back quickly. Yeah. We touched on it yesterday, but you did, <laughs> you, you were offered a role in a startup before your move, which was yeah. early 2000, yeah, mid-2016 like, age. Years, years before the move, man. So it wasn't, I wasn't even thinking about London. Um, in actuality, like the startup I was with, um, they're, they're in the investment banking space and um, they needed a data and technology guy like myself, so I kind of helped them out and I learned the uh, the industry from them. But they, um, you know, we were in Melbourne and we, we traveled to London and New York quite a lot mm -hmm. um, with the work that we were doing because it was mainly global um, kind of stuff we were focused on rather than stuff in Australia. Yep. And uh, it was it was just kind of tough, like with all the travel for the guys and, and myself, and um, we just had to make a make a move. Yeah, and we, we found we found some sponsorship. We actually wanted New York, and I said this the other day, right? Yeah. Like we wanted to go to New York, and so we were looking for sponsors there, either to buy us out or to um, joint venture with us or bring us into you know what they were doing. And we went to some global places, some well known names, but it didn't work out with those guys. But it did uh, with a Canadian investment bank who had a, an operation in uh, London and they thought that we'd fit really well yep. with their London operation because they were doing technology stuff there. So it's just, you know, it wasn't even something we planned for. We didn't aim for there, yep. but we just got pointed in that direction. And it's like serendipity, man, because that's yeah, yeah. wouldn't have happened if all those other dominoes hadn't fallen over. You know? place. Exactly. Was your first mm. choice, I guess not first choice, but were you more inclined towards London or were you sort of like New York, New York? Cause... I, still want, I still want in New York, man. New York, yeah, 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 yeah. It's a lot harder, yeah. I think, to get to New York in general. I think regardless, yeah. they don't give out just the normal visa that I have. It's a proper... There's a lottery. Know, there's a lot of... Yeah, I heard about that lottery too. Yeah. One in... I've got mates over there. They've done well, you know, but I was, I was probably going to go over more for work and stuff. So anyway... That's my, that's my dream, bro. New York. But leaving London, and we, we got to this and stuff... Um, or maybe we didn't touch on it too much, but living in London, I didn't really, like, I didn't fight as much to stay because it wasn't yeah. London that was pulling me there. It was more the type of work, like yeah. working in London 
in the finance industry and stuff or working in New York, you know, Wall Street and things like that. That's what that I was after. That's interesting you say that. Yeah, that's right? actually really interesting you say that. So you reckon if you were New York based, you would have fought a lot harder to stay if... um. It was more the industry. The industry uh, that like, you're in is, yeah. makes more sense because data That's it. I couldn't, Wall Street. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's, it was finance and data playing a part of it and I'm kind of like the perfect uh, yeah. position person to kind of capitalize on that. But um, there just weren't roles in London that would have the sponsorship and were in the industry or wanted to be in. Some roles were outside of the industry. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to do that. You know what I mean? I don't want to do it just for the sake of staying in London be like, what's the point? It's like, what is it? What does this add value to what I'm doing in terms of your career? Yeah. I actually really want to touch on, we didn't really touch on your career too much um, yesterday. Um, That's okay. But I, I, I am interested to know, because you are back in Sydney now. And yeah. um, I guess like, this is new to me, because I'm, I'm pretty much, this is all, you're exposing me to this world as well. Yeah. Being, being that like New York is the hub for, for the type of work you do, and now you being back yeah. in Sydney, do you feel like, because you've had that perspective, even with London, it's opened a few more doors. Mm-hmm. And this is, what oh, I, no. this is what I say to a lot of people for me, being just in the creative field, I feel like yeah. being in Sydney, I felt a bit boxed in, like that's all I knew. And to make any yeah. sort of necessary impact, I felt like it was necessary for me to be at least closer to the action. Like London's a big um, transit stop for, if you look at just musicians, they got to have London as part of their, yeah. their tour guy, yeah. you know, usually Australia is the last because logistically it's so far. Um, yeah. and it might not even be worthwhile into financially. They're not really making bank the, the, the cost to bring a show there. That's why our ticket mm. prices are through the roof. When, when an artist comes in Sydney, do you feel being back in, um, Sydney, it might be a temporary thing for you career-wise, or do you see that there potentially is a future for yeah. what you do there as well, or would you benefit well, moving I'll, again? Yeah, I, I hear you, man. I'm, I'm not planning on, you know, making any moves anytime soon. Like, I'm back in the industry and stuff I wanted to be in. I'm, yeah. I'm in a good role. That's good. I'm at a prominent prominent company, so which is, which is great because I get a lot of exposure, and I wouldn't be in this position had I not actually gone over to London, yeah. you know, I not had the experience with a startup and, yeah. and doing all the things I did, but um, you know, if, if the opportunity came up, it, it'd be hard to say no to. But at the same time, um, you know, happy where I'm at, like now settling into Sydney and saving up because housing prices yeah. are just I know through the mean. roof. You got to move right? back to mum and papa's house, bro. Get that home cooked yeah, Filipino did, did food. For a bit. Did for a <laughs> you bit. Did for a bit. Yeah. Now you're back in. The I thought bed. it was going to be one month, three months, turn to five, yeah. turn to eight. That's how it happens. So, dude. Yeah. You, can't, you can't really do much. Well, that's mom and dad, but you know, I'm, I'm out now. So you gotta good. Get out. I feel like it would be yeah. really hard for me. Um, cause like I mentioned the other day, um, my first time ever moving out of home was when I moved to London. So I always, I stayed at yeah. my family cause that's I how I, that. that's how I saved up to, to get a place. Like I had to stay at mm-hmm. home. And even when I got a place, it's like, it doesn't make sense. Me living there. Like just, you know, yeah. You're going to go broke. Sydney prices are crazy. But when I did make the jump here, I finally um, moved out. And I finally got it, like the sense of, you moved out quite early. So maybe you said, you mentioned you were 24 when you moved out. I was already in my 30s, dude. A lot of people my age are getting married already and have kids. And I just moved out for the first time. I'm finally learning proper things like laundry. And then I realized like, it's kind it's of knowledge. necessary. Yeah, it's, it's necessary. Right there, it didn't make sense to me before, but now that I've done it and I've done a real big jump, yeah. I feel it would be very hard for me to move back home. Like like yourself, you moved my little back. Brother, my little brother should listen to this dude because yeah. like, he can stay at home as long as Pat. If you're out there, stay yeah. at home as long as you can. Save your money, man. <laughs> exactly. I think I'd probably mm. do the same thing as you, dude. If I move back, I'd have a bit of time. Like I'd give myself a couple of months and then I'd have to yeah. move back, move back out eventually, closer to the city, and yeah, and do mom's Filipino mom's food, right? That's how they get you, dude. Like, That's how they get you. Yeah. It's like the temptation. It's like yeah. bite the apple. Here's the here's it's that double. Like, Come inside. Exactly. You know <laughs> the rooms. I go visit there on weekends. I go visit there on weekends. I come back with like food. <laughs> do you get bar on, bro? Do you get bar on? Bar on's lunch. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, Tagalog Thursdays. Bar on is lunch. <laughs> Baon is lunch in Filipino for all those listening in case. Um, <laughs> that's crazy, dude. What I wanted to touch on a lot of obviously yeah. was your transition into, into London. And obviously you've, we touched on this once again, 
how it just mm. it changes you right this was your first time moving to london to the uk in fact your first time visiting uk same for me yeah, yeah. and it was great because we crossed paths we met through a um through michelle a, a mutual Shout friend, out to michelle. Yes, michelle tran this was um early 2018 a club called dinorama if you guys have heard oh of people that was a good time and um yeah man good night i guess like the analogy you had was you were passing down the torch you were thor passing oh, yeah. the torch to me because um i was a, i was a baby um the whole yeah. world was my oyster i didn't know what to expect it was the four of us it was, it was the, the four of us yeah. <laughs> um michelle lalisa and yourself and the joke yeah. was um because yourself you met lalisa that day so another london yeah. uh, another aussie in london mark and lalisa were leaving me and michelle were just new and we were basically the token asian replacements they could only be one of us so yeah and you guys exactly. did your own thing um yeah could you touch on your london experience just i guess like in in totally. like, man we touched on it a lot yesterday but like you know coming in and then leaving the reason why you left and just i guess tips for anyone that's thinking of doing what you did and being sponsored because you are over 30 so mark didn't get the yeah. normal two-year visa he got the proper work visa which is a lot more yeah. involved well there were no options there was like a two-year or a five-year one but i guess it was just worth it was it was much better to just get the five-year the company pays for it and all that but um i think the smartest thing with all this is if you really want to move to london do it before you're 30. that's probably yeah. the smartest thing good advice. to do very good advice right but if you're not right, right, right. Yeah. Write that down. But if you're over 30, One. pay attention right now. Mark here is about to drop some knowledge. <laughs> well, right now, bro. The, the knowledge was that um, I kind of got lucky. So <laughs> I don't know if there's any, hey, any kind of good advice there. There is knowledge you in know, that. Seizing opportunity. If, if you, uh? Well, I, I would say I did get asked this by mates and stuff after. Um, I'd say that just you, you got to try to find companies that have offices overseas, yep. you know, or part of subsidiaries, yep. multinationals, you know, they're part of a big kind of long chain of where there are offices, uh, you know, overseas in New York or London, wherever it is you want to move, but even back in the Philippines, whatever, right? Absolutely. Like QBE, for example, working in insurance at QBE, yep. you could go work back in the Philippines because they got an office over there. So there's opportunities. I didn't, I didn't even know that, dude. I could have went to the Philippines, bro. Yeah. My background's insurance. I mates that were like you know going back to the philippines more than i was you know knowing more about the country than i did <laughs> that's crazy like, i was born there Jeez. <laughs> but anyway no it was um you know in terms of in terms of advice you know uh you, you'd want to like try to get with companies that do that kind of stuff and if not maybe maybe you got to look around or also there's job boards overseas so you could look at uh what the job boards are like in the uk yeah. it's a bit harder though because they want to open things up more to UK residents. First, oh, yeah. You did mention yeah. um, yesterday also the process mm -hmm. is if you do apply for a job, yeah. they advertise it first if someone else yeah. can fit the role. And if they can, obviously, it's it's more that's cheaper it. for them to get someone there as opposed to bringing over. Yeah. So that's something yeah. that you had to tackle as well. They had to advertise your role. Was that is that right? Or Yeah, they did. Um, it was a new role, so they just wrote it up. But at the same time, they still had to advertise it over in the UK first for like 30 days and whoever comes through, if that person does have a good fit with the role, they have to interview that person and you have the potential, potentially, right, to, to um, not have that role there anymore. That could happen. That could happen, yeah. You know, lucky. That's the risk as yeah. well. That's Absolutely. Insane. It's funny you mentioned, there's another tip I realized mm -hmm. that I, these opportunities, um, I didn't realize they were just right in front of my face because it's great that you mentioned this now but in hindsight, mm -hmm. now that I look back, I used to work at um, the insurance firm Aon. So it's a it's an American oh, yeah. American based. I'm pretty sure it's American I know that, based. Yeah. big firm, right? But I remember yeah. I, I worked in a little in the little office in Parramatta back at back home, and they would actually mm -hmm. advertise roles like overseas roles, like New York office. And I just never thought, like, I never felt like, what are the chances that's going to happen? But I did hear of other people in higher positions. They would. It was still a hard process, but if you really mm -hmm. wanted it, you can really go for it. And having having a foot in the door in a multinational company that big, you've already got yeah. that advantage. Sometimes you just don't realize these opportunities are in front of you until you actually push for it. Now, yeah, um, asking, you know, asking you just, gotta just ask. ask. Put yeah. the put the uh, put the act, 
put it in motion, like the, the plan in motion, if that's something yeah. that you want to do for yourself. Like I know we touched on it yesterday, but I did want people to know, um, how did you come about when, when, um, with your role, like in terms, was it offered? Did you find it yourself? Um, if you could just let them know, cause yeah. we didn't talk about it yesterday, but I'm going to pretend. That's okay. Um, <laughs> I kind of, you know, the, the startup I was with and I'm still, you know, I, I still talk to these guys a lot. Um, five years ago when I met them, I was, uh, I had maybe five years of experience working in an industry called uh, business intelligence or some people call it data analytics, all about reporting and, you know, spreadsheets and numbers and charts and graphs, all that kind of stuff, using yeah. software to help companies do that. I was a consultant and uh, through doing that, I met these guys that had some interesting kind of things that they wanted to do. And I wanted to break away and do my own thing. And so I was on holidays in Spain when I said, that's it. I'm going to go back home. I'm going to start up my own company. I'm going to be a consultant. Is, I'm going to grow my own business, yeah. you know, hunt for my own food, so to speak. That's and crazy. so I reached out to the first friendly kind of company that I thought would be interesting. And next thing you know, they said, uh, instead of doing that, why don't you just join us? Yeah. And, uh, you know, we can go from there. So... Shout out to QMG, those guys, Matt Shout and the, the team. Um, you know, if it wasn't for those guys and learning about uh, the industry and also teaching them the stuff that I knew about technology, um, you know, I wouldn't be where I got to. So, yeah, it was kind of like, you know, just fortuitous. Like I was looking for something, they were looking for something. It just kind of worked just out. Happened that so, way. Yeah. I love, I know I've heard this story and I know I'm smiling like it's the first time I'm hearing it again, <laughs> but I actually genuinely love hearing that. It's just... It's just yeah. how things happen the way they are, right? Like you're you you are where you are uh -huh. supposed to be, regardless of the situation, bad or good. You were meant to be there at that time. I know I sound yeah. like a mad hippie right now, but just that oh, you're starting your consultancy firm, and then that potential client that just came in through the mm -hmm. door, and you were able to obviously your brand, your personal brand, um, showed a reflection to them that you could be obviously, you know, a good fit for what they're trying to build look what it manifested and you, you were able to cross over to London and, you know, give it a real, give it a real go. Like this whole thing, like that's something you, were, were you anticipating this? Like, no, 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 no. You, you don't see that from day one. And you know, that's, that's the thing. Like people look at um, the moves and all that kind of stuff and not, not just for me, but for other things. And I'm sure they go, Oh, that's, that's really cool. Like I, either they might say it's really hard work because they, they get to see the grind or because they don't see me going out and partying all the time yeah. or they think it's incredibly lucky. Yeah. And it's ironic, right? Because I think a lot of people that you look at it and you're like, oh, wow, that guy's incredibly lucky. Yeah. But it's like so much work. Like I'm lucky because there was so much hard work yeah. before that. <laughs> Can I tell you, I have, a, yeah. I have a friend. I don't know if you ever met him. He's a good friend of mine. Um, I won't name drop yeah. him. He hates it when people say to him, you're so lucky, like he's doing the visa yeah. like me, right? Sa exact same visa. Yeah. We're yeah. obviously doing, we're traveling every week. It looks like, it looks Instagram. It, look, it looks like the Insta life, right? And it, yeah. sometimes that's tarnished. The influencer life is like, it's kind of like, it's a bit showy. It's a bit, it's, it, it's not real or so, for say, because you only show the good stuff. And obviously if you're here, it's going to be yeah. hard to not show that you're doing all this stuff. Like, it's just going to be natural. Yeah. It's not like I'm going to go to another country and not post myself or Instagram myself. Exactly. But you're going to take good photos. You're going to take good photos and love it. You're doing, you worked for it. You made the jump and you're here. Of course, you're going to yeah. be happy and enjoy what you've made. But the funny thing that he mentions is mm -hmm. he hates it when people say you're so lucky. Because um, he almost takes offense in it in a way that you don't see the other side type yeah, thing you know like you're seeing the yeah. good stuff and i this is what i try to tell people like i've mm -hmm. my first year i posted like crazy every day i'm just like yeah love yeah. and life and you're ecstatic you're in another country that was great but i watched other, it man yeah <laughs> right when, but on the Living other side for you so yeah, yeah good. <laughs> exactly that's what happens when people go back home they live vicariously yeah. to the others but um i guess the 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 other side of the coin is it you don't see the struggle and the the anxiety sometimes the the self doubt. We talked a lot yesterday when we did the the practice podcast of this being in limbo consistently. And I know yeah. you, you felt that more than anything. Being oh, your job Absolutely. was in the balance the whole time. Um, you were sponsored. Mm -hmm. um, I guess you had a good run. You were there for a year. Could you go through like I guess 
that that process how you felt i guess learning yeah. about even your job insecurity when it when it when it got unstable towards the end how was that yeah well i mean it got the you know there wasn't even um there were very few little signs of insecurity with the 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 job but um it all just came crashing down at the end like in our industry and stuff brexit uh wasn't helping we had other regulations kind of impacting europe and dragging down costs so we were a big cost for the company and so because of that in um april of 20 2018 in april they um they just said that they couldn't continue with the deal anymore and basically i got um you know kind of let go as part of that along with the business partner and um i got i was lucky i got paid out for three months that's good yeah um so I just got to sit in, you know, I don't know about you, man, but like when I was there, when I first got there, seeing people like sunbathe in parks. Yeah, it's weird. Parks. It's weird, dude. Right? It's weird, right? Like imagine in city, you go to like the park or whatever, you go to Moore Park and you see people sunbathe and you're like, what? What's, what's going on? Not you even know, Centennial park, park. Like little, Yeah, like little public parks in the middle of the city. Shoes off. Yeah. Like they love taking their yeah. shoes off and feeling the grass. And I'm like... Imagine like Hyde Park, the fountain, if that was in London, yeah. people would be swimming in it, you know, in summer because it just, it's humid there sometimes. I never so. got used to it. It's, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a funny observation, but yeah, I thought yeah. it was weird too. Dude. So, I, um, I did that. I, I was like, I'd be in the park, you know, Sunday, not, oh, kind of full on, you know, <laughs> shirtless. When, when it was appropriate, yeah, when there's yeah. like no one around. Um, but yeah, you just, you just live like a local and I was just spending time, like I told you the other day, the first month was looking for work for the company. Yep. So we were trying to still stay there and join other firms and stuff or even start up our own thing okay. over there. This is when you're already and then, like, it was, it ended. It was now done. You're, now you're just trying to like, so April, yep. that's it. April, early April, we were done. And then like April to May, I was looking for stuff for the company. May to June, it was looking for stuff for myself. Okay. And then when that didn't work out, it's like, okay, let's go travel. So I went to Sweden for a bit. I went to Scotland for a bit. I just bombed around London, you know. And I found a job back in Sydney, so I got lucky. But, you know. It all worked out in the end. Hey, yeah, we, didn't, we didn't talk about it. this yesterday. How, I haven't done Sweden yet. How was that? Oh, it was fun, man. I was there three, four days. Yeah. Um, and only in Stockholm. But, yeah, there's so many good things out there, like, there's tack rooftop bar. There's a lot of good food. There's a there's a restaurant. I didn't get to go to it, but we really wanted to. Mm. Um, I was with a mate. Um, we wanted to go to this place called Meatballs for the People. And the if ever a Swedish, you know, kind of restaurant, that's the place we got to go. That's excellent. Yeah, it was good. Man. It's good food. Good people. You know. That's a, yeah. That's a, that, it's so good that we can do that. It is a shame you didn't get to travel as much, but the, at the same time, was that the that wasn't the only travel you did while in London? No, I did Spain, Germany. Went to Munich for Oktoberfest. Um, went to Ireland. Went to you know a couple of places. Travel around the UK quite a bit. Yeah, going yeah. down to Cornwall. Going off to Bath to see some old uni mates I haven't seen in a while. You know, it's just all the travel that you, all the opportunities, you know this, yeah, you know. I know it all too well. It That's in a year and a half. And you know how yesterday yeah. you were saying, like, I didn't get to travel as much as I mm -hmm. could have. And that's only because in perspective or in hindsight, because you know potentially how much more you could have done because you were here. But yeah. if you flip it, a longer term, in a longer yeah. term, but if you flip the uh -huh. flip it on the other side, the fact that you did, how many countries is just that that you name dropped? That's more than five or six or whatever. And you've done that yeah, in a year, in a span, just yeah. casually on a weekend or whatever. Yeah. How often yeah. do you get to do that? Like, oh, we could not do um, back home. A uh, little bit of um, Paris, sorry, not Paris, uh, France. We went to France, went to Annecy as well. So that's like another country. Like went through Geneva, which is another country. So, you know, just all these little things. And also because I was up there, I went to Dubai as well why not um, eh? was that your yeah um, why not your because uh, you're up there flight, northern yeah. country, oh no you, you, know? you just in, went for the sake of it yeah yeah uh, um, yeah that's, i was seeing someone I, I saw someone down there and stuff nice. but, yeah okay dating like i was seeing a girl that was in dubai and then she moved and yeah i went for a visit and stuff so that, it was just easy hmm. you could just do that international international dating over here way. Mark, 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 Mark dates internationally. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Worldwide, Pitbull. Mr. Worldwide, yeah. <laughs> now that's cool, man. That's 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 the beauty of moving here, and you were able to do that 
on a work sponsored visa as well. I, I got yeah. friends that on the work sponsored, they travel crazy. Um, some of them weekly. I don't have the energy for that. I got a mate that I that every week. I can't do it. I'm more, I like to I stay. Up what was that? It's hard to catch up with them when they're gone every week, you know? I know. It, yeah. it got to a point for me because I did the longest stint I did was five weeks in a row, which mm -hmm. is not really that much compared to the other guys. But it got to a point that weekdays was my rest days because I'd be so tired from traveling on the weekend because it's tiring, right? Oh, Going right. to the airport, yeah. catching the flight, finding your hotel, then doing you're nonstop because you obviously you want to make the most of it. When you come back to London, I loved coming back mm -hmm. to London. I'm like, oh, I'm in, I'm at home. I'd go to work yeah. and then sleep. Like I'm resting <laughs> midweek and then the weekends were like jam-packed like crazy. Um, just as you talk about that, you know, one piece of advice that if, if anyone does move to London, they should, on their passport, they should get the registered traveler sticker. You got to get that. You got to, you got to register for it and pay for it because what it means is that you can skip the, the non-new queue when you get back into London, which... You know, sometimes I spent an hour in that queue. Mark, you know, just waiting. I'm so glad you. No, brought, I'm so glad that you brought that up, cause I'm gonna debunk that theory real quick. There's been some updates, right. my friend. You've 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 been right. you've been away for too long. I I, have, I had this, I had the same thing, and like what Mark said, a hundred percent, it was necessary. Same thing. I'd miss buses, cause cause mm. of the the immigration lines. You know, um, only a couple months ago they've changed it. And now the Aussie passports can go in through the e-gates. You don't need the freaking sticker no more. And it worked out so well. Because so right when mine expired, yeah. they introduced it. So if you go to immigration oh, in London, at the top, the, the flags, Damn. Australia's up there now. So it was really good you mentioned that because that's really good advice as well. well um, there you go. To, to, just to know about that if you go into the UK. Yeah. And other Aussies, other Aussies that might not know it, that they're living here. We, we can go through yeah. the gates, guys. We're, we got that achievement. Really good. I wish they had that. Just like I wish they had Jollibee when I was, um, when I was still there. We spoke about that yesterday. Yeah. You know what? You just That's reminded me. I kind of wish I bought a bucket just to eat it in front of you right now. I know, I know that's mean, but well, you did mention that's that you were right. going to fly all the way here when you could have just went to the Philippines, bro. Yeah. Oh, oh, you know what? There's a place out in, um, someone sent me this link. Uh, there's a place out in, I think Mount Druitt or, um, Rudy Hill. Okay. Or Filipino. I forget their name, but you know, probably in the, sh you know, the link, the comments and stuff here, people will say it, but, um, it's a place that does like Jollibee really? food. Yeah, so like the, place. The, the spaghetti, the Filipino spaghetti, spaghetti the chicken thing, palabok, the, the, yeah. God, I'm getting so hungry, dude. I haven't had lunch yet. I might actually make a trip, bro. I'll send you a photo. <laughs> oh, what, what are you going to get? Oh, you're going to get, yeah, if you go to vote now, if you want, oh, well, it's not live, but like, damn, I'd vote for you to go there. You should, you should just like do an episode where you're just like eating. You know what? That's a good idea. I might just get a bunch of like, you know what we should call it in the essence of this podcast because it's we're in the world. Okay. You know those um, yeah. at work, um, they'd make people bring a dish from their country. How yeah. many? How many day is that? What it is multicultural day? How many day? Okay. I don't know if it was just my work or that's like a corporate Maybe thing. How many day? How many day? Everyone bring mm. a dish from their native country and then we'll eat it live in this podcast. And you can tune in. Sure. You can like go on the Skype. <laughs> And um, you I'll bring some mum home cooking. That's how I'll trump. I'll trump it all. That's all you'll be able to eat though, because you're on the other side, so you'll yeah. be eating whatever mum cooked. Hey, that's like, it. Hey, Mark, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, we can do that. We can do that. You know what's a um? I don't know if you noticed this. Um, I don't know if this okay. was like this in your your old workplace when you used to work here in London. Did they? I know. I know it was a small team that you had, but were you on the floor mm -hmm. with a lot of? The other office workers as well, or were you guys segregated in that sense? I in, in London now we were on the floor. Um, so we had research, we had traders, we had brokers, we had all these different. You know, was it all um, connected? Like, was it like a like a network? Yeah, so you guys spoke to it, like communicated with each other. Yeah, you had to. You had to. Yeah, there was there was a lot of that going on. It's kind of food related, but I don't know if this was just at the last job I was at. Um, but yeah. did you get people like almost every weekend? There'd just be an email, someone going. 
um, bagels from Amsterdam or like cookies oh. from Poland. And every week there'd just be something yeah. new. Every, it was so cool. I was like, this doesn't, obviously doesn't back, happen back home, but because of the proximity, yeah. everyone just travels. Like everyone just does something. It just became the norm. And I was just in the kitchen every week, like, what's in for today? Was that like yeah. at your work as well, dude? We didn't have it as much, man, but we did something for Australia. Yeah, the first time we got there, I had three Aussies oh, working really? with me. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, sorry, I was one of three Aussies working there. And, um, yeah, we, we brought lamingtons nice. and meat pies and stuff for Australia Day. How did you find lamingtons so, in London? Uh, there was a place near St. Paul's that, that did lamingtons, man. So, we just, again, got lucky, found this place that was nearby. Did they mark up the price? Oh, yeah, of course. Everything's marked up. Tim you know, Tim what, what Did you have this, like, when you first got over there, um, where you, you look at prices and stuff and you don't realize that, hang on a second, this is pounds. This ain't, dude, this ain't I, dollars. I, I, I paying. stopped. It killed my life. Dude. Yeah. It killed my life. Yeah. Like, sometimes you'd be, you go out for a, for a casual dinner, 20 pounds, mm. and that's probably, like, 35 AU almost, which yeah, is, like, yeah. that's a lot for just a lunch. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. A, so that, yeah, it got really bad. I'm really lucky now. My partner, she cooks. So I bring oh, them to work. It saved my life, dude. Oh, my but God. like literally uh, one Friday night and, um, you know, you know, like the, the culture in Sydney, you do rounds mm -hmm. at the bar. Um, mm -hmm. Like, you know, it'll come around, whatever. You do rounds in London. Oh, dude. And yeah. You convert. You're like, oh, my God. I'm Don't gonna, convert. I'm probably, probably going to have to go back to Sydney soon. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I'm running out of money, dude. <laughs> just don't convert okay. unless you're on holiday but if you live here stop converting mm. it's 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 you just got to get used to what it is over there you got to get used to what it is and yeah. i had to start valuing like a tenner you know back home like a fiver or a tenner it's like almost mm -hmm. loose change like here's a fiver yeah it's good here it it's still it's a lot it's, i have so much more value for money like one pound yeah like i used to yeah. do a little coin jar back home like one dollars two dollars now i put like right. a pound jar and i realized this is a lot of freaking money now this little jar has almost 50 pounds which is like a hundred bucks it's just it's insane man crazy it's yeah. a lot of jollybee it's a lot of jollybee <laughs> I'm definitely going to get some Jollibee. <laughs> That's crazy, dude. Uh, I, I wanted to try and segue my way into this, but I think I'm just going to bring it up. But obviously, um, there was an article you sent me right pretty much after you left. Yeah. And I've got it here because you brought it yeah, up yesterday. Yeah. And I think like, because it was at the end of the, the practice podcast we did, we didn't get to touch on it much. But in the, in the essence of this, um, I guess your story, dude, yeah. like you coming to London, you getting that opportunity and it's being in limbo. Um, and in the end, like there's two ways others can see it. It's like, okay, the journey ended boohoo. Or it's like, no, I got to freaking do that. Like that was yeah. me for a year. I'm blessed to, to, to have experienced this. And this article, it actually really hit me. Now I'm going to plug your, um, your blog here real quick. It's called right analyticsjunkie.co.uk. And basically the title, this was uh, posted June 27, 2018, Blessings in Disguise. And it basically, um, it basically just wraps up everything we spoke about yesterday. But just amazing story, dude. Like the way you see things, and this is what I respected the most, because for me it being so new, so much uncertainty, um, I didn't know what to expect. Um, the way that you look at things and the way you, I guess, like the, the, the blog says it all, it's inspiring for me. And I, I think it'd be very inspiring for other people just to, in terms of the, this whole topic we're saying about, um, seizing opportunities and it's not always greener on the other side. That's the, the grass isn't always greener on the other side type oh, thing. You brought that up yeah. yesterday as well. Can you touch on that real quick, Absolutely. especially I'll put up your um, article here for people to see. It's, um, it, it, we, we touched on this yesterday, right? Like the whole thing, it's, it's not necessarily the grass is always greener. Like what you think you want that someone else has mm. that you haven't got, they're probably looking at that the same kind of way. I think the key is that you just got to find, if you're not happy with what you've got, there's ways that you can kind of deal with it. If you're not happy in nine to five, well, maybe, you know, after that, you've got all this time, like sleep later or something like that. Well, yeah. hey, if you've got a family, that's cool. Deal with that first. Yeah. Maybe you don't want TV after work, put some time in 
to looking into some other industry. There's so much education out there online. And look, this isn't going to work for everyone, granted, right? This is not just easy advice. You just drop it and then people take it and everyone's successful. It doesn't work that way. Exactly. You just got to, you know, you just, this, it's all about education, right? The, the key piece is that, you know, with people like yourself um, and people like what I was in in terms of my situation, the one thing that we don't have um, as like I'm, you know, we're, we're working now and stuff, but you don't have time, right? Yeah. And that's probably the most valuable thing that's out there. When you've got a lot of time, you can do so much research and look into things, and that's that's what this article is about, right? Like there's there's a lot of like hard work and luck and how I got to places where I was at, and um, how something that could be kind of tragic, like you know, some people I know were kicking and screaming to leave. Yeah. You know the UK. Yeah. You go back to where they were going to. I'm lucky. I was going back to Sydney and stuff. People want to come here. That's insane. So you know, it was, and I was going back into a new role and stuff. And it was just like it was a blessing in disguise, man. You know, you got to like flip the script, flip so to speak. Look script, at it from man. the other way. Everything, you know, has a silver kind of lining. So that was it. I got involved in startups and stuff, and like people think that oh, it's it's all good. You got this company, but most of them fail. Yeah. You know, there's in the article a lot of studies. This is from overseas, but like a quarter of startups fail. I read that on your article. People see the glamorous side yeah. of startups that you see the exactly. you know the 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 social media side. Like it's exciting, it's young, it's new. They don't see that. What was the number you put? Like eighty or ninety percent of them fail pretty much in their first year. Yeah, I, I was told it was like eighty to ninety percent in the first two years, yeah. right? And for us, it was like at the two-year mark that we nearly kind of came crashing down and we salvaged it by um, joint venturing with another company. Okay. But if we hadn't done that, we would have had to walk away. Um, but the actual numbers is more like 75% of um, companies that have uh, venture capital backing, they, they fail, you know. So it's not a guarantee kind of yeah. thing. I guess the true essence of it, regardless, like, you know, that, that word, people are sometimes so afraid of, of failure. That's a, that's a big thing, um, which sort of might hinder people from even pursuing something like that, even yeah. joining a startup yeah. or, um, and going back to what you said in terms of perspectives, like you've taken this entire experience as, as literally as a blessing in disguise, like what you've been able to like how much it's helped your career, how you've got your job back at home now, and the fact you've been able to go to London, you wouldn't have been able to experience the things that you have back there. That, that'll that be with you forever. And I think yeah. um, that's a that's a great lesson to learn because even for someone like me, I'm new to it. Like if I had never even made the jump or consider it and failed the many times I've failed, I could really yeah. look at it was like, did I waste two years of me I could have just stayed and progressed in my career. Um, I don't know, put down the home payments. Yeah, exactly. But now I'm like, you know what? It really changes your perspectives on things, especially such a big move like this. You you, you, yeah. you feel something changes in you when you come back. Well, I don't know about me coming back yet. I haven't come back, but I can see just from experience from you because these articles are very helpful because before I left... Sydney uh before I left Sydney I was just scouring the internet for like this type of content um this podcast right now is just my version of doing it now for people um for others, for others like passing on yeah. the, the experience the knowledge I've had because before I moved to Sydney I couldn't find anything in terms of yeah. podcast format all I had was blogs and I'd be reading what how people felt after they had moved I'm like what is this experience going to do for me I don't know and it's different for everyone, but it's not until you try and how you take that experience is eventually that's going to be the result that that's what that's what it's going to do for you. And it's going to be different for everyone. And, and I guess, you know, for some of the Aussies and stuff that are going to be listening to this, you know, going over there and um, if you do get something and say it does get cut short, whether it is the two year thing where you have a longer visa like I had and it gets cut short. Um, you know, you got to look at it from the perspective of, well, hey, at least you come back to Sydney. It could be worse. That's not a point. Yeah, it's not. It's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing, right? Like the whole. But actually, you know, it could be worse for so many other things. Like whether you're moving back to Spain or France or wherever it is in the world that you you have to go back to. Yeah. You know, you had that experience, and you kind of come back as a better person. 
from yeah. doing that, right? Absolutely. Yeah. What, the, the knowledge you receive, like, like we touched on this quickly yesterday. Now that you've done this, you've, you've moved to London and you've come yeah. back to Sydney and you know, it's like, while it was difficult, I'm not going to play it off. Like it was so easy, but cause you've mm. done it. It's like, I could do this again. Like if you got a call mm -hmm. and an offer came for you for New York again, it's not completely off the books. You're like, I know how to maneuver myself. Like I've, I've done this type thing. And I feel the yeah. same way. Like, I feel like I could go back to Sydney, but I'm like, Oh, I don't know. I might want to go somewhere else again now kind of thing. You know, you just don't know what the future has planned. I think you just got to be open to the possibilities, you know, open whether up. it's work and life or, or dating or whatever it is, you just got to be open to all the different kind of possibilities. Don't close yourself off necessarily. And, um, you know, it, it could work out, but at the same time, like I, you know, I say that, but I did close myself off to staying there because there were roles yeah. and I had mates, you know, wanted me to maybe go into certain roles where it's just like, it's not in the industry I wanted to be in. Yeah. Um, that's one. Two was the pay was nowhere near what I used to get. So I was just like, okay. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, I don't love being in London as much as I do my career and where yeah. I want to, you know, kind of be in the next couple of years. So yeah, that was it. Well, that's where you sort of got to decide, I guess. Cause like you said, I guess in the essence of this, cause we are just talking about travel and moving, but if you just look at the overall spectrum of, of just life for you, I wouldn't say that's closing the door. I think that's you seeing your opportunity in work because work was your highest priority. The, the role seemed more, um, made more, made more sense. Cause like you did mention London wasn't really enough for you to want to go for that role. So you get, we're going to encounter so many forks in the road and it's not going to be, right. it's not going to be black and for white. Sure. It's not going to be just, do I stay in London or not? For me, it could be a lot of things for you. It could be a lot of things moving forward. One day it could be a relationship. Yeah. One day it could be another job. One day it might be another thing. And it's just about assessing. And once again, what you, like what you said, being open for, for opportunity, just sort of, seeing what's out there and have an open mind, basically. That's it. Have you got to be. And, you know, the, the, you touched on it before a bit, but you're right. There's At the same time, there isn't um, so, uh, a lot of certain types of content, like the stuff that you were looking for. You couldn't really find that yeah. on Google and YouTube and stuff. But at the same time, there also is a lot of content potentially for other people. Yep. You know, like, like, for example, what we're doing here and for, for other things, if you want to learn about an industry or if yeah. you want to learn about a country or if you want, that you know, a lifestyle in different places, there's so much that you can learn on Google. And I feel like, um, you know, maybe people don't use it as much. Utilize, yeah. and there's a lot of free information out there. Yeah. There's a lot of cool, free, interesting courses. Stuff doesn't have to cost this much to get that good advice. If you put in more work, it... You know, that's why people charge that because you're lazy yeah. and not you, but like people are mean. lazy. Yeah, yeah. So exactly. anyway, a lot of, there's a, lot of a business idea out there for someone who wants to get travel advice from Nate. You could. Panic pending. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's really cool, dude. I think we've, that could work. I think we've covered pretty much most things today. Was there anything else you wanted to bring up in this podcast, dude, while I got you here? That's a wealth of knowledge right there for anyone wanting to, to do this kind of move. Probably a lot for people for now, and you know, oh, you know what? One one little bit of advice yeah. I find because um, I listen to a lot of stuff on YouTube, watch it, and I've got um, YouTube Premium so that I can just turn off the phone, put it in my pocket, and it still keeps playing. I didn't know so, that was a feature, by the way. When you mentioned you that, go. I was like, dude, this whole time I've been going YouTube, get your shit together. Why can't we just turn the yeah. screen? I didn't realize that was another feature. You can do that. Anyway. There's Spotifying it. You know what I mean? <laughs> but um. So anyway, but you got to pay for that service. I don't know what it is in pounds. I pay like $14 a month. It's like Netflix here in Aussie. Cool. So it's probably like six pounds, you know? But anyway, <laughs> the cool thing is, right, and this is what I do when I listen to whether it's like someone like uh, talking about stuff, whether it's my industry-related things or something else, um, when I'm trying to learn, I'll just play it at maybe one and a half or 1.25 or maybe 1.75 speed, depending yeah. on how slow people kind of talk. Yeah. And yeah, you find like as long as you can still absorb the content. So for those who want to, you know, speed things up, make this one hour thing like a 30 minute, minute sesh. Get everything all in one go. That's yeah. true though. That's really, I don't know you can do it on YouTube. That's right, there. <laughs> right here, if you're interested.
check it out. YouTube Premium. Yeah, that's it. Anyone wanting to reach out to Mark, you can pretty much reach him on. Well, you you can get me on LinkedIn, or um, you can look me up, and the link will be there, there somewhere. Um, or you could look at the uh, the blog that that uh, we mentioned before, Analytics Junkie, which I don't write on as much anymore, but I explained that in the blog. You can get most of my writing on uh, LinkedIn, right? LinkedIn, but I'll, do, I'll probably do both um, over the next couple of months and stuff. So, yeah, check it out. Heaps cool, man. Hey, thanks heaps for tuning in, eh? I think that one that one is better better content. It wasn't as smooth because yeah. obviously we're trying to re, redo, <laughs> like doing a second take. But I think the, um, <laughs> the, the, the Shakespeare acting at the beginning, that was cool. Got to give him the truth. Exactly. The truth shall set you free, man. <laughs> exactly. I, had to, I couldn't do it, man. I felt so fake. But yeah. now it's real. That's cool. Thank, right. Thanks again for doing this like twice in a row, dude. Like I'm taking up your time, right, but I really appreciate you. Ah, all good. It's good to catch up. I wanted to share. So excited to hear more about the other kind of things you'll have on here and yeah, I'm happy to come back when you'll have me. Yeah, absolutely. We'll do another catch up again in the near future. Peace out, Fun, Mark. Man. Cheers, bro. Enjoy your night, All man. Right. All right. All right. That's Mark Monfort for you guys. Good friend from Sydney. I'm going to plug myself real quick. If you want to reach me, I am on Instagram, Where in the World Podcast. Um, this is where I post all my updates. Um, clips, pictures from any of the stuff that we talk about on this podcast will appear on that Instagram. Do give us a follow. I'll reply to everything. If there's any um, topics or any areas in regards to this niche that you want me to cover, do send me a direct message. Better yet, if you want to be heard on the show, come on over to where in the world anchor.fm forward slash where in the world there's a send voice message button here and any questions send it across um and i'll be sure to answer them live on this podcast i've got a picture there yes the where in the world podcast competition is still going no one has guessed it yet but that's me underwater i've given a tip should be on my instagram already um little video to give you a clue if someone can guess where i am in the world in that particular um picture um I'll give you a shout out it's a bit of fun and i'll be able to finally update my podcast artwork and go from there i'm also on youtube you obviously if you're watching you can see me here but where in the world podcast um on youtube it's under my artist banner or artist profile which is youtube.com forward slash Nats Blazin. Subscribe and like, that'll help my channel so much. Thanks guys. I hope that was okay. It was a bit rocky. I'm not going to do another third take. I'll feel bad if I get Mark to come back again. Peace. <laughs>